Well, folks, welcome to one more edition of Politics and Random. Berto Willis, your host. Where are my peeps? Where are my peeps? Where are my peeps? No sé dónde están. Nada más están un poquito por ahora, pero van a venir. Estoy esperándolos. I know they'll be here. Where are my peeps? Anyway, folks, welcome to Politics and Random. Berto Willis, your host. We're going to have a great show for you today. We have a lot of stuff happening, so I want folks to come in because we have muchas cosas están pasando aquí en Texas and everywhere else. A lot of stuff is happening here in Texas and elsewhere. Friday of a holiday? Yes, that's the issue. It's a holiday. It's Memorial Day. So folks don't want to start out, oh, we're going to be talking politics and all that kind of stuff and... But for those that are here, estoy aquí. Bruce Pollard is in the house as well. But my gosh, the people are, ¿Dónde están? I am lonely today. Folks are gone. Even my Twitter feed is slow. But anyhow, we're going to have some fun. We got some subjects to cover here. I tell you what, uh, since people are trickling in right now, I'm going to start on the, on the what would I call this, the, the debt ceiling debate. Uh, Hakim Jeffries had a great piece that he did. Yes, well, not a piece. He went on the on, in the well and started talking, and I liked what he had to say. So I'm going to go ahead and get started with that right away. But anyhow, welcome Bruce Pollard, welcome Eric Hayes, welcome Bridge MCP, welcome AVQ, Michael Rodney. How's everybody doing? I'm glad that you guys are here. I'm enchanted that you guys are here. Anyway. Let's go right away to El Señor Hakeem Jeffrey. Halister Waters is in the house as well. She is in the house. Love when I see Mademoiselle Halister Waters in the house. Okay, I'm going to wait a second. Anybody else shows? Okay, let's go to Hakeem and then we'll move it on from there. Hakeem Jeffries, here you are. And Paul Fleming checking in from Atlanta. Representative Hakeem Jeffrey went to the uh, hall to the Congress, and he had something important to say about the debt ceiling. And I think, uh, first of all, let's go ahead and listen to Hakeem, and then we'll take it on the other side. Strong policy disagreements with what was going on in the Trump administration, but we never threatened to default on our debt. That's a patriotic thing to do. And so we helped make sure we avoided a default three times notwithstanding the fact that in our country's 247-year history, 25% of the nation's debt was racked up under the four years of the Trump administration. How dare you lecture America about fiscal responsibility with that shameful record? Notwithstanding the fact that you've racked up unprecedented amounts of debt to subsidize the rich, the richest amongst us, and big corporations. We never threatened a default. But yet here we are, a few days from America being unable to pay our bills because you've made a political calculation that you will be successful in 2024 if you crash the economy. That's wrong. That's cruel. That's un-American. Because you'll be hurting veterans, hurting children, hurting seniors, hurting young people, hurting everyday Americans. 
And that's why Democrats are here today in Washington. The important thing that he said is that yes, Democrats has all, have, have always run a, a, a tight negotiation on the debt, always. But the one thing that they've never, they've never attempted is to hold the country hostage. It is, it is a sheer sense of evil that allows one to do that. To put the entire economy, not only of the United States, people's personal economies, as well as the economy of the world at risk, there has to be a special type of mental depravity within a party that allows that. Hopefully, better minds will prevail. And I think it seems like that's even even uh, McCarthy is starting to realize that he's going to have to give in uh, to some extent, or mostly give in. They'll they'll give him a they'll give him a parachute so he can land and make it seem like he's landing okay. But he's not going to get what he wants at all. And Chip Roy, Eric Hayes, he's a clown. I mean, why do you follow people with people that have no sense, no sense whatsoever? He's a clown. Chip Roy is a Texas clown. Remember that it's it is important to understand that he doesn't have your interest at hand. He never did, he never has, he never will. Because those guys are simply, in my parlance, in the proper parlance, they're simply evil. No ifs, no buts, that's just who they are. Notice I'm not calling my Republican brothers and sisters evil because you're just followers of folks that tend to be evil that you haven't yet realized, but I'm informing you of their depravity, of their evil, etc. Okay? Let's just remember that. Uh, I'm, uh, Bridge, I'm not going to read your impeachment issue because I'm actually going to cover that. As it turns out to increase that, Trump is at the top of the list in total dollar amounts, followed by Obama, who inherited the Bush 2008 financial sector meltdown. Uh, who escalated our nation's presence in the Middle East and wasted so much treasure for nothing worthwhile. The balance, the top five president who contributed to the debt by percentage, George W. Bush, 2001 to 2009, added $5.8 trillion to the national debt. That's a 10% increase, putting him in fourth. Bush launched a war on terror in response to the 9-11 attacks, which led to multi-trillion dollar spending on the war in Afghanistan, and war in Iraq. Bush also dealt with a 2001 recession and a 2008 financial crisis. Barack Obama, under President Obama, the national debt grew the most in dollar terms, 8.6 trillion, and was the fifth by percentage at 74%. Obama fought the Great Recession with a 831 billion economic stimulus package and added 858 billion uh, through tax cuts. Even though the fiscal year 2009 budget was set by President Bush. Obama added to it with the economic stimulus. So yes, it remains the same. Uh, Egberto Bush increased the national debt by 101% increase, but thanks for reading out my long comment. Well, again, it's germane to what we're talking about, my dear friend. It is germane to what we're talking about. Uh, anybody else new in the house? Let's see. Those of you who are online and haven't made yourself known, if you want to be called out, drop a line in your 
message, whether it be YouTube, Facebook, uh, those are the ones that I monitor through this one application, and I think also Twitch. So it's YouTube, Twitch, Facebook, all those messages come in here. Does any other one come in? I, I think maybe another one comes in, but I don't know what it is. All right, continuing the program, continuing the program. I have to decide, do we do Paxton first, or do we do the environment first? I think I want to do the environment first. And let's go ahead and do that. Because this morning I woke up, did the show early in the morning, 6 o'clock at KPFT, then went ahead and did my exercise, and after my exercise I started reading the, the mail, not the mail, reading the newspapers, and on the Houston Chronicle, an article came out, and that article that came out was, let me get to it, let me get to it, you guys are going to find this interesting, you guys are going to find this quite interesting, here is the article, it says, Tom, from Tomlinson, one of our writers here in Texas, Texas oil empire strikes back as GOP senators resurrect efforts to kill clean energy. I thought, may, I'm not going to read the article right away to you, it's the, 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 the pertinent parts. But it was interesting that I saw that article today, right after watching Morning Joe with this. It turns out that renewable energies, the credit that, came with the IRA, the, the plan that uh, Bush released, the Inflation Reduction Act, not Bush, the plan that Biden released. The Biden Inflation Reduction Act is paying off, in Trump's term, bigly. It is starting to really bear fruit. And would you know, it's bearing the most fruit in Texas, which is one of the bastions of renewable energy. A lot of it has to do with size and open land and wind. and So Texas is huge in, in renewable energies, which presents a problem to Texas' biggest industry, which is oil industry. I mean, you would think that we would be great on this thing, right? But no, we want to kill it. But first, let's see how in uh, green energy has been doing. I think it will amaze many. Let's take a look at that and then we'll take it on the other side. This morning, Willie, we're going to look at uh, climate change and what the U.S. is doing to address it. And we're also going to talk about some good news in the sense that both it is working and it's working in large part because of government programs, some of which, by the way, the Republicans even today are trying to either kill or substantially Curb. So let's take a look at what's been happening with the development of renewable energy uh, in both the electricity area and the automotive area. So over here, you can see uh, new capacity being added uh, in renewable energy by our utilities all around the country. And you can see that until very recently, this was a, in renewables, this was a very small number, something like 22 plants announced uh, before the passage of the Inflation Reduction Act. That's the big signature piece of legislation that allows all this to be possible. And that number's already doubled to 55. And then if you look over here, 
When this was passed, the Congressional Budget Office, one of our official scores of such matter, matters, thought we would be roughly here in terms of 2050 and how much renewable energy was be, uh, being used to generate our electricity. And now Goldman Sachs and many others have substantially ratcheted up their projections. There's far more being done in terms of installing renewable energy capacity in our utility system than we thought at the time we passed the Inflation Reduction Act. And that has a lot to do with it. You have a similar story if you look over here at electric cars and what's being done in terms of new manufacturing facilities to produce those cars. We were at less than 15 in the year before the IRA was passed. Since the IRA was passed, we're now at 55. We've more than doubled the number of new facilities for electric cars and their various components that are going to be made in the U.S. So this is a case where government actually works. We passed a bunch of tax credits and other incentives to build these things, and they are building them. So, Steve, where is most of this power coming from? Is it solar? Is it wind? Is it battery storage? Some combination of all of those? Some combination of all of those, Willie, but solar, as you can see in this yellow here, is clearly going to be the biggest, the biggest part of it. Uh, this is wind, wind onshore, wind offshore, and then we will be using in this green area some batteries, uh, battery storage, where you store power that you can produce, produce at different times of day when people are using it and then use it later. And that helps normalize the grid as well. All right. So let's move to your second chart, keeping with the Inflation Reduction Act, that the costs and the benefits were larger than expected there. What do you mean by that? So the way this was set up, it was mostly a bunch of tax credits and people could apply for tax credits if they had a project they felt was economic. And not surprisingly, given what I just showed you, they have been applying for these tax credits in droves. And we see this in our own investing projects that didn't make great economic sense before the tax credits are now economic. And so you can see that originally, again, the Congressional Budget Office thought that this provision would cost $390 billion over a decade. They have since revised it to 570. You have some private sector forecasters saying it's more like 780 or 1.2 trillion even in the case of Goldman Sachs. But again, this is good news in the sense that people are using this program. They're doing what they're supposed to in terms of building facilities. And yes, so we're going to spend a little bit more money on it. And here's what the impact of it becomes, which is our emissions. And just as a frame of historic reference, if you go back to 2005, we were on a completely unsustainable course in terms of how much CO2, how much carbon dioxide we were putting in the atmosphere every year. And now that has that number has been coming down even before the IRA and down and down. But look what the IRA does. It, it will take our total emissions down into this light green area, almost to the Paris Accord target that we had to meet that a few years ago, we didn't think we had much chance of meeting. And if you believe Goldman Sachs and their one forecaster, they think that because of what we've been doing in terms of our government policies, as well as, of course, the cost of the stuff is coming down and so on and so forth, you could get out to 2050 and you could find that the U.S. is actually emitting very, very little carbon dioxide and actually hitting the Paris Accord target. So it's really great news in terms of addressing our climate problem. That really is great news. That's a good looking chart if it turns out to be that way. So as you say, Steve, we are on the cusp of a green revolution, but your last chart showed us the only thing slowing the revolution is some red tape in the way. Well, yes. And so ironically, uh, we are facing the kind of red tape that has stopped at more conventional projects is now affecting solar. And here's one of the most surprising things. If you look at where new power generation, uh, renewable power generation projects are occurring, they're occurring first and foremost in the great state of Texas. 
probably not what any of you would have guessed if we had started out by asking what you think. But this is a case where Texas is kind of laissez-faire, build it where you want to build it, build it when you want to build it kind of approach has actually worked for them. They're going to have twice as many new facilities installed this year as even California. And if you look up in the Northeast, you don't see too many of these dots because in the Northeast, you get into permitting issues and it slows the projects down. And there are also permitting issues at the federal level. And the IRA was intended and some other things the Republicans are actually proposing is intended to help address this. Texas on present course and speed will actually have more renewable energy generating capacity in solar than California, which you would have thought to have been the big state. Uh, and then the last great irony, of course, is that the Texas legislature, which is kind of fond of oil and gas, yeah. is trying to slow this down to try to have more oil and gas. But that's yeah. a story for another day. Now that we know, now that we know what has occurred, that it is successful, we're, we are our environmental stature is great. The, the, the people are using the tax credit to build, to build stuff out. All of that is working perfectly fine. But here's the kicker now. I'm going to put it on the screen now. Here's the kicker. It's been too successful. Now what's going on? Texas is trying to put barriers to stop, to stop the successful movement of energy, green energy in the States. According to Tom uh, Tomlinson, Texas oil empire strikes back as GOP senator, uh, <laughs> as GOP senators resurrect efforts to kill clean energy. And here it goes. He says, Texas oil and gas empire has struck back, convincing state senators to launch a last-ditch effort to annihilate the clean energy industry and grant natural gas producers a near monopoly on generating electricity. With Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick's approval. State Senator Charles Swar uh, allowed medical or uh, Republican colleagues to add regressive amendments to a must-pass bill, amendments that would shut down many existing wind and solar facilities and make a new clean energy project nearly impossible. The pro-climate change party's use of the nuclear option surprised insiders who thought Schwartner and lawmakers in the Texas House had negotiated a reasonably pro-fossil fuel package of laws governing the electric grid. But the compromise did not satisfy oil and gas billionaires who give generously to the GOP. The Texas legislature only meets in regular sessions for 140 days every two years. So lawmakers and lobbyists have been in a mad rush since January to meet the May 28 deadline to pass new laws. Fossil fuel lobbyists and their allies started the session strong, convincing lawmakers to introduce Dozens of bills to kneecap clean energy and guarantee Texas reliance on natural gas for generations. Destroying the clean energy business would raise Texans' electricity bill because wind and solar energy are, are the least expensive method of generating electricity. They have saved customers $31.5 billion in wholesale electricity costs over the past 12 years, the Texas Consumer Association reported. In the Senate, Patrick has used his role as presiding officer to push the fossil fuel industry's agenda. And I've been writing about these bills since December. That is what Tomlinson is saying. Many have passed out of the Senate on a party line 1912 vote only to die in the Texas House. The legislature, though, must pass law House Bill 1500 reauthorizing 
the Public Utility Commission after a performance review. Because the PUC oversees the electric grid, you know how they screwed it up here, uh, the electric HB 1500 can serve as what lawmakers call a Christmas tree, something they can hang dead bills on in the form of amendments. All right? Schwertner, a Georgetown Republican, introduced HB 1500 for a Senate vote on Wednesday and quickly loaded it up with amendments resurrecting the bills that died in the House. In one, Schwertner wants the PUC to establish a minimum energy quota called a firming requirement for wind and solar generators, even if it's still at, at, and dark outside. The PUC could force clean energy projects to pay for electricity from fossil fuel plants, potentially making those businesses unprofitable. What they mean is this. If the wind is not blowing and the sun is not out, they have to commit to X amount of energy or else, or else they have to pay for the gas to generate electricity to meet their quota. That is evil. That is a killer. State Senator Phil King tackled on his failed Senate Bill 1287. Today, transmission line companies spread the cost of connecting a generator to a grid across all customers' electric bills. King's amendment would require the POC to establish a standard cost of connecting to the grid and wind and solar generators that are far from existing, uh, existing transmission lines and require a more expensive connection would have to pay the difference. They would have to pay the difference. Again, evil. The PUC, which the governor appoints, could set a low connection cost for fossil fuel generators located near existing transmission lines, but th that would saddle wind and solar projects with extraordinary costs because they must build where the wind is strongest and the sun is brightest. Whatever happened to thoughts like eminent domain? This is something that is important. So which it just shows you the backward thinking, the fraud that occurs at the level of our government in Austin. When I tell you you've got to vote them out and your vote matters, that's what I'm talking about. State Senator Louis Kalkhorst uh, offered an amendment that retained the crazy parts of her Senate Bill 624. Her measure would require that the POC launch a punitive permitting process for any wind energy project within 10 miles or any solar project within 5 miles of a historic site, river, natural area, state park, or wildlife management area. Oh, you mean they're suddenly caring about the environment now? They suddenly care about the bald eagle? It's interesting, isn't it? Look at a map and you'll see that covers most of the state. Coal course amendment would make new projects extremely expensive to permit and give pro-fossil fuel lobbyists an excellent chance to kill them. The origin of these amendments is not hard to divine. The Texas Public Policy Foundation, backed by West Texas oil billionaires, is behind many of them. Lobbyists working for other billionaires, oilmen, have fought for them too. I wrote an earlier column that no, I, that ha, that no bad idea is dead until lawmakers go home, but there is still a chance to stop the pro-climate change madness. Anybody that's listening to me, call your Congress, your representatives in the state of Texas now. Call them now. Let them know, especially the Republican ones, let them know that you want to be able to breathe. You want to leave the right type of society for your kids. You want to leave breathable air for your kids. You don't want to leave them with what they are doing. You know, when I, when I accuse people in Austin of murder, 
people, oh, you're exaggerating. All the things, they claim to be pro-life. All the things that they do kills, kills. They don't want to give Medicaid expansion to the Affordable Care Act. It kills. They don't want to, to build green energy, which has taken off big time in Texas because of our, of our, of our leniency in regulations, which in the case of uh, green energy is a good thing. So what do they want to do? Continue to pollute. And what does that do? Kill. They want to use uh, oil and, 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 and uh, natural gas, etc., which promotes a lot of methane in the air, which causes global warming. Hurricanes, what it does? Kill. It also creates asthma in kids, prematurely causing them health problems. What does it do? Kill. So if you take a look at the Republican orthodoxy, the Republican policies, what we see are all policies that hurt human beings. The average American citizen are hurt by all of these policies. Intense negotiations are underway with some strategic backscratching and vote trading. But anyone who cares about the climate, electricity bills, or clean air should be distraught at the crony capitalism. And this has to be made aware. I'm going to do a few TikToks a little bit later uh, on this as well. But this has to be made aware. People need to be made aware of all these things. Because right now, as it turns out, Texas is trying to kill something they have been very successful on. And that is creating green energy in Texas, more so than in California, or it will be, it'll be going ahead of California if things were able to continue appropriately. Okay, let's go ahead and, and get, before I get to the next subject, uh, Eric Hayes says, Egberto, do you have solar? No, I don't have solar because this, the, the way the system works right now, I couldn't afford it. Well, the way they want to do it is not in a manner that is efficient. Some people are able to uh, get, if, if you are able to go ahead and buy the panels cash and get an inexpensive installer and take on all the risk yourself, it's a lot cheaper, it's great. But the way the capitalists are doing it in Texas right now, it's a ripoff. So what I'm trying to tell people is we have to band together to actually get it done. So the answer to that is I don't have solar panels yet, but I will. Rodney Segeberto, thanks for playing this. The recent Inflation Reduction Act investments into renewables are a great first step, but we're still not meeting the minimum goal set by the Paris Accords. I think you heard at the end that if you follow what Goldman Sachs is saying based on how these people want to eat up these credits, we're actually going to hit the climate accord. So that if you waited till the end of the document, the, the, the piece that I played there, you see that that is what will occur. Uh, Bridge MCP said, missing show. Oh, going all, going again. Oh, you're coming in. You didn't miss much. Bruce Pollard said, so the solid science works and people are ignoring it. It's like smoking uh, to live longer. I know, Bruce. Isn't that right? Persuasive Barry says, I don't understand why the GOP would want to cripple greener energy outside the fact they are beholden to big oil. That's what it is. They're willing to, for short-term gain, affect what, I mean, Texas could be the king, the king and queen of green energy, given what we have here, given where we are located. 
But again, these guys don't care about humanity. These guys don't care about people. They will lie to you. And, and given that you have some, including some in our, some of our good friends in this chat that believe the crap that they talk about, they hurt us all. All right. Uh, Alistair Waters said, isn't adding the, that provision to a must-pass bill called pork? Thank you, beautiful. That's what they used to call it when it's somebody else doing it. Bridge MCP says all our 40 turbines start June or July 1st. Good. Egberto, energy has not lowered. Went, let's say energy, my energy has not lowered, went up, so you espouse wrong numbers. I don't espouse wrong numbers. Uh, you can't look at your bill and think it represents the aggregate of what's going on in the country. You can't do that. Again, come on, you're an accountant. Think, man, think. My brother, think. I love you, but think. All right, Eric Hayes says, nope, if you want to brag about wind and solar being reliable, then use your battery to keep it sustainable. Uh, of course you have to uh, have a backing store. Batteries are just one option. A lake is a second option. I don't hear people talking about the, that option too often because electrical conversion to uh, mechanical, uh, meaning to put water back up, to store it as potential energy, that's, a, that's an engineering thing. Uh, is probably less efficient than throwing all that energy into something like lithium batteries or something like that. But I think it should be something considered as well, even though the efficiency drops. Okay, we also have uh, Bruce Pollard says, time for hydrogen fuel cells to cycle through the night. Wow. Br you know, actually, that probably beats... That probably beats um, a back-in-store being a pump and putting water into a lake. I think you're right about that. Now, also in Europe, what they're doing is they're having these humongous, very, very heavy weights. And they have it in the middle of nowhere, right? And as they're generating excessive energy, those weights go all the way up into the air to the maximum that they can go, of course. And then when there's, there's a lack of energy, potential energy con is converted into kinetic energy to run turbines or whatever to generate electricity. There's, there's a lot of different options for back-in-store. Back-in-store being, how do we save the energy for use when there isn't water, when there isn't air blowing or when there isn't sun shining? But that hydrogen cell is actually a good one too, Bruce. Uh, persuasive buyers said, you really want to talk cost when gas can break the bank overnight with net disaster manipulation. It's not only that, right? When they talk about using gas, what we don't talk about when we're talking about using natural gas are externalities, right? things that happen because of gas. They say, oh, gas is cheaper. It's cheaper if you only look at gas. It's not cheaper when you look at gas generates certain types of nitrates. That nitrates is breathe in. Breathing in that nitrate gives you the ability to get, uh, gives you the propensity to get cancer. If you have the propensity to get cancer, that cancer over your lifetime will take, what, a million dollars to cure. Now, it's, that, that should really be placed onto the actual cost of gas. But again, they, they, they assume that we don't have different levels of indirect directions of thinking. They think we are dumb. And what happened is too many acquiesce to being dumb and do the things that they want them to do as the few of them make money on the process of hurting us. And we pay on all ends. We pay with our health and then we pay the price to clean up our health, right? Persuasive Barrier says, oh, I, I read that one already. Eric says, nuclear, but, uh, but 
the climate people are scared of clean energy. Nuclear energy is not clean energy as is solar power. But it is an energy form that does not emit uh, gases that can cause global warming. But if there's an accident, it can do a whole lot of damage. All right. Let's see what else we got. Michael Rudden talks about uh, renewables started becoming what for what cheaper than fossil fuels, including coal in some locations starting since 2015. By 2020, renewable options were what for what cheaper than fossil fuels in most locations. The only thing holding it back are politicians still beholden to fossil fuels. Climate Brief 2020, solar uh, is now cheapest electricity in history. Now, the difference here... Uh, Rodney, is we do need to have a back-end store. We have to be able to save that uh, energy that we generate during the day to use at night. Uh, Persuasive Barry says, I just want to know why the biggest oil refinery in Texas owned by Saudis, not Texans. Oh, somebody paid a, paid a bribe too, buddy. Uh, Persuasive you know big money destroys progress beyond oil? Yes, it does. Bruce Pollard says, I'm not totally sold on some climate change science. But clean air and water and energy direct from the sun are good for sure. Bruce, I know you've been having some second thoughts about the climate change. Uh, the one thing I'm going to uh, try to impart in your mind is that uh, this is, uh, the climate change issue isn't groupthink. There's a lot of science behind it. And, for those, and, and remember, those people who write books about here are, is an alternative argument that the system is not allowing me to put out. Remember, they were funded otherwise by others who have an interest in climate science not being accurate. So we have to take all of these things with a, with a grain of salt. Uh, British MTP says, in 2017, America's largest oil refinery is now fully owned by Saudi Arabia. Saudi Aramco, the kingdom's state-owned uh, oil behemoth, took 100% control of the sprawling Port Arthur refinery in Texas on Monday, completing a deal that was first announced last year. Port Arthur is considered the crown jewel of the U.S. refinery system, the Gulf Coast facility can process 600,000 barrels of oil per day, making it the largest refinery in North America and likely the dirtiest. All right, uh, Mike Cisek says, if solar is now the cheapest, why does government need to offer huge tax rebates and subsidies per kilowatt? Because you need to build the infrastructure out. Just like they continue to give subsidies to oil companies now, which still is less than the subsidies given to solar. Do you complain about the oil subsidies given? Then don't complain about the, the uh, solar subsidies given. You're, you're, the government is trying to incentivize that direction, which is what governments do. All right. Para ver, para ver, para ver. Replying to Michael Rudnan, that, let's see, uh, an article, verify gas price. Okay. Lee Grant says, a low regulatory environment in Texas has, as the PSMSNB map indicated, yielded us varied and diverse sources of energy. Other states should take note. On that, I agree with you 100%, Lee Grant. They need to get the regulations down on things like clean energy. But what is Texas trying to do now, Lee? Look at what Texas is trying to do. They're trying to put restrictive regulations onto green energy. Regulations that only apply to green energy. So, you're right, Lee Grant. I want you to call your state senator and your state congressperson 
today, Brother Grant, because, hey, you know, I don't recall who my legis... I need to look that up. Uh, uh, oh, wow, 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 wow. I got to look up who are my legislators, uh, the, the state legislators. I know, they, I know them, but I have to remember the names. All right. So, Mike, I agree with you, Brother Grant. All right, let's see what else we got here. Persuasive, let's see, let's see, let's see. I'm going down to see which ones I need to read. Daniel Ledo says, Things that will destroy America before global warming, debt, illegal immigration, cultural rot, China, neo-Marxism, loss of reserve currency, status, Democrat policy that completely lack of solid morality and accountability. If I had more time, uh, Daniel Ledo, I would refute each one of those. Well, you know what? I have time to do a quick sentence on each. Uh, before global warming, he says, uh, illegal immigration, false. We just need to make what seems like illegal immigration right now legal. Guess why? We need the people. We need the people so that when you retire in a few, worlds, uh, in a few years, Daniel, we have the Social Security to pay you. So you should be telling those people you like to call illegal immigrants, you should be telling them thank you and please come into our country to work. Number two, uh, cultural rot. Uh, cultural rot. I don't know what that means. Cultural rot? What is cultural rot? I don't know what that is. Culture is a changing thing and it adapts to what people want. The culture that we had in the 1600s and the 1700s and the 1800s, that's what I call cultural rot. That was the one who, who treated women like crap, who enslaved people, who had people as indentured servants. That's cultural rot right there. If you want to understand cultural rot, understand what we had before the enlightenment of the American people and the people around the other parts of the world. The cultural rot was how, how we thought it was, oh, it's the times to treat people like animals, to treat people like others, to, to undertreat. To, that's cultural rot. Again, I said I could answer them all. Neo-Marxism, loss Neomarx, China's neo-Marxism, China is a separate country. And it seems to me whatever they're doing is working for them across the world. Again, understand the rest of the world before you do too much talking, my brother. But again, we are America. And I think our culture in America is just fine. It is a plethora of different peoples coming together to form una, perfect, una ensalada, una salsa perfecta. A perfect sauce. So no, I love America's Let's continue. The other loss of reserve currency, that would be our doing. What the Republicans are doing by holding the world hostage, holding the holding uh holding the, the, the Republicans are holding Democrats hostage by saying they will default on their debt if we don't do what they want. That is a reason why folks need to have another reserve currency. Because what Republicans are showing is that they are irresponsible. And in being irresponsible, the rest of the world is going to say, we don't know what those crazies are going to do. Let's make sure we have another currency we can call a reserve currency. And that is being developed by BRIC. Brazil, Russia, India, South Africa, and China. Uh, so again, you know, like I told people many times that Hugo Chavez was a result of what the plutocracy, along with American, uh, America, did to Venezuela. And they are the ones who created Hugo Chavez. The same thing happens with the reserve currency. We are doing a good job in telling folks that we are not a good bet to remain the reserve currency of the world going forward, given the nut jobs that we have allowed to come into our fold with Donald Trump and many others 
calling themselves whatever the hell they call themselves these days. There is your answer, uh, Donald, Daniel Lado. So again, and as far as democratic policies, the policies Democrats want from healthcare, etc., will enhance people's lives, will make people will have an equitable society, equal access to success, not equal outcomes, but equal access to success. So there you go, Daniel. Thanks for bringing those up because the right wing likes to put those messages out that you just showed there. And what I've just shown you is that absolutely everything that you stated there, it's almost projection because those are the things that make a better America. All right. Uh, gravity storage is much less efficient. Yes. Uh, well, gravity storage is efficient inefficient because of the, the, the loss that you get in the gears and all of that in, the in turning electricity. The mechanical, you put it up there, and you, let's say it, it, let's say you're using water, you get the visca the, the friction of water. Uh, I don't remember what that's called. And if you're using those cables that are holding the energy up, whatever whatever the losses are in you know in, in friction, etc. So saving it into lithium is a lot more efficient because it's a chemical reaction and it gets done. So that's your answer right there. Um, who who mentioned that about? That was Michael Rudman. Michael C. Sachs says, Germans are paying the highest electricity rates despite billions uh, of euros Euro spent to have convert to solar and wind. Utility bills have quadrupled in the last years. You have to realize one thing. Uh, uh, Germany is not the United States, and Germany uses externalities that we don't, okay? They have a hell of a social problem, and a lot of those things are integrated. I won't go there because I don't have the exact figures right now. Uh, Mike C. Sachs says, leftists are not ignorant, as ignorant folks can learn. For those who left, who refuse to learn the facts, those are called stupid. Uh, remember, I tell you all the time, uh, right-wingers like to project. You must be looking in the mirror, my dear brother, CSAC. Persuasive barriers says, speaking of, ca of cancer, Republicans are still blocking reduction costs with Medicare, $1 trillion. Taxpayers saving money, being ignorant to profit. Exactly right. Bridge MCP says, Mike C, glad you said that. Look at, oh, wow, you said the same thing I said. We should be building small, highly advanced nuclear power plants. That is what Bill Gates wants to do. Those, uh, and, and I personally, I don't think we should be building a whole lot of them scattered around the world. I think we should sort of put them in isolated, centralized areas and that can easily be deemed when, when, when we get our green energy up to spar, we can then decommission them without causing too much problem. All right, let's see what else we got here. What else we got here? Michael Rudman, Cornell University. More than 99.9% .9 of studies agree humans cause climate change. I, I, look, I think it's a known down, uh, con conclusion. Like I was telling Bruce, there are a lot of people that are paying people to come out with research that seems plausible. It's what the Heritage Foundation does as a, as a matter of fact, right? Michael Rodden says, I wonder if Mike Cisek will even check out the link that changes his belief. Uh, maybe you'll try. Uh, Eric Hayes says, here goes Egberto justifying low-balling a class of people that come here. I am not low-balling a class. I'm just answering each question as I should. I respect everybody, but if you say something that makes no sense, I will respectfully tell you it makes no sense and the science is there to back what I say up. That's all. And if you can prove me wrong, try. That's all you got to do. And if I'm wrong, I'll, I'll cop to it. That's all. All right. Lee Grant says, we didn't need the illegal immigrant from Cleveland, Texas, who killed a house of neighbors. But what about those Americans who go over to other countries and kill? 
We don't publicize it here, but it happens in Panama. Americans kill Panamanians all the time. They go and they serve their time in Panama or they go ahead and, but we don't talk about that. But one person kills an American in the United States, it's the end of the world. That's what I call implicit racism. In other words, what we do here is because we keep people so uninformed, it, it, it brings out a, a, a raw type of racism that is based on bad information. It's not that the racist is bad in this case, it's that he was made racist based on how things were said. All right, let's see what else we got here. Egberto, promoting identity theft by saying illegal immigration is okay. I I, that's not what I said, and you know that's not what I said. Uh, Banksy says, Egberto is promoting child rape and death by saying don't, we don't need a border. Oh, really now? No, I don't, I don't think that's where we need to look for child rape. We need to go to several Catholic churches with that, that, that has been proven to constantly, over the decades, rape little boys. All right? If you really want to tackle the rape issue, it's not an uh, undocumented worker issue. It's a church issue. It's a Baptist church issue for raping women and, and molesting children. It is a Catholic church issue. And I'm not trying to disparage most of my Catholic friends or my Baptist friends, but I'm saying if you want to find where children are most being raped, where children are most getting affected, go to the church. That's where it's happening. I've done stories on that as well. You add up all the rapes that illegal or, or undocumented people have done, all the crime they've committed, it doesn't come close to what's going on in the church and elsewhere. So please, read. That doesn't take a lot to do that. Uh, Bruce says, what happens when China uses U.S. security to fund the new fund? Uh, and that's probably what's going to happen, Bruce. You're absolutely right. The U.S. security will do just that. Alistair Water wants to say something. Let's go ahead and bring Alistair Water into the fold. Alistair, how are you doing this afternoon? Hey, brother, I am good. I'm just getting home, but I had to comment about uh, what was that money thing from other countries, you know, Russia and China and all that. The, what did you it's call called BRICS. It's called reserve. That, that, well, they haven't yet done it, but they're looking into creating a reserve currency other than the U.S. dollar. Yeah, well, I gotta tell you who else is on board with that. The Republicans, like Kevin McCarthy. Yes. Who is, you know, a big supporter of Russia. Well, you know, you, I can't argue. You know, I us to default. You know, I can't argue that, and in fact, I sort of alluded to that, Alistair. I think you're right on that. Why are you right on that? Because by by making it seems like we don't have a stability. People will run from the dollar. Well, they're not going to do it like right away. But what they've noticed is like what they thought was solid, what they thought nobody would question. Now, Republican, yep. you, you have never heard a Democrat, as Hakeem Jeffrey has said, you have never heard a Democrat talks about us defaulting on our, our debt. Never. The fact that Republicans never. bring that up, uh, it, it puts in, and, and the fact that we were, that we actually elected a Donald Trump. That shocked the world. They're in shock right now in, in fearing that still Donald Trump has about 43% of Americans that say they may vote for him in 2024. That shocks the world. Yeah, yeah. How do you put a yeah. buffoon that destroyed international relations, that destroyed your own country, how do you, how do you talk about re-electing a person like that? 
immediately. Exactly. That leaves, exactly. that tells people we no longer can trust America. And that's exactly. why BRICS exists. You, you, you understand what we're saying, Alistair. I, I totally do. I totally do. You know? But anyway, my beautiful Great lady, anything else you want to say before we continue with the, these these comments? And no, the, and... I just had to. I just had to add that in there because I seriously cannot even open your eyes, guys. Come on, y'all use the Grady matter that God gave you. You know, and people know it. Look, they know it. They know that whenever you have uh, what is the word that you use again? Um, whenever you have doubt, uh, there's a word that you uh, instability. People get scared, and that's what's going on, Alistair. Yeah, well, embrace it and change it. You're not Thank a damn you, beautiful. Fix it. We'll talk. <laughs> we'll talk. Talk to you Have later. a great holiday. All right, here we go, folks. Thank you, Alistair, for calling in. Uh, Chavez was evil just like we have now. Chavez wasn't evil. Chavez was actually brought in, believe it or not, by policy. People don't get it, but he was brought in by policy. Bruce says, what happens when China uses... U.S. security to fund new fund, it's going to be interesting because there's that not, when that happens, there's not a damn thing we can do about it because by then they own us, right? They own it. Every case is better to just pull a KJ peer on CSAC via Germany explanation, via the deflection and push-off. No, that wasn't, a, a, that wasn't that at all. It was a very interesting fact. Bruce says transmission is expensive. Yes, it is. Bree says, I see realistic think that Egberto knows a lot more than most here, but especially the right. Oh, well, thank you, my dear beautiful lady. Eric K says, you just you 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 saying a class of people and relegated to serving others only is wrong? I don't understand the question. Mike CSEC says, I constantly prove you wrong, Egberto. You have not once, CSEC, you have not once said anything that in in uh, and I'm, you know, we have a whole staff of people here that can can corroborate what I'm saying. Most of what you say come out of la-la land, sir. I love you. I want you here. But what you read makes it seem like space cadets wrote it because it makes no sense. It really does not, my friend. It really doesn't. Okay. Egberto uh, Bridge, they are uninformed, they are misinformed, and they, they are also willfully ignorant that when people want to do that, you know, Bridge... And that's, but you know, they're listening and they're here. I'm happy. I'm happy. All right. Uh, let's see what else we got. Mike Rodden says, Take it, talking about BRICS reserve currency. I don't know that the name of that currency will be, though. I don't know what it is either. Uh, but he says a BRICS currency could shake the dollar's dominance. April 24, 2023, talk of de dollarization. And you know what? If I were the rest of the world, I'm American. I want the dollar to remain the standard as an American, okay? But if I were outside of America and I saw a country that is risking uh, going into default, not because it had to, because, but because it was having a petty fight, I would think it's a destabilized country. If I were on the outside in another country seeing that Donald Trump could be re-elected, I will want to look for reserve currency as well. China, the communist China seems more stable than the United States, a country that will would actually re-elect a Donald Trump if, if, the, if, if people don't go out and vote as they should. That should scare the bejesus out of the rest of the world. That should scare the bejesus 
out of the rest of the world. Anyway, we are going to miss the um, the the part that has to do with um, Paxton. I'll talk about Paxton on Monday. It, more stuff should have happened then. Uh, so we'll talk about it then. Anyhow, I, I need to get out of here because it is almost four. But what I need to ask my dear friends is to please support the show, politicsdoneright.com slash, what again? politicsdoneright.com slash PayPal. Or if you want to find all the different ways to support the show, politicsdoneright.com slash support is the way. politicsdoneright.com slash support. But again, I'm, we're, we're, Politics and Right is going to Chicago to Netroots, and we need your support uh, as best as you can. I don't know if I had anything lately, but please try to support us if you can. Politics and Right, it's at mail, well, I put it in there, mailchimp.mp slash politicsandright slash N23 sponsor. I put it in there, and there are a lot of goodies that we intend to provide for those who support us. And I mean, it makes, it, it, it puts you in, it puts your name as a, producer and supporter of the program. I want to put it on the screen real quick, quickly. Uh, here it is. So sponsor Politics Done Right at Netroots Nation 2023 in Chicago. Politics Done Right is attending Netroots Nation 2023 in Chicago on July 13th. Over 3,000 progressive bloggers, journalists, activists, and politicians meet yearly to discuss strategies to win elections. If you, if you support the program, the first people, the first 20 folks that give uh, $35 or more you will get a, a signed copy of It's Worth It, How to Talk to My Right-Wing Relative Friends and Neighbors, along with a bumper sticker. Uh, those who give, anybody who gives, your name will appear in the film, in, in, in the, every video that I'm creating uh, that, of interviews with everybody there. Your name will be on that video. As well, it will be in the YouTube description as well. It will be on a particular page that honors all those who made this happen. $100 donors actually get to get a page on our website with whatever you want as long as it goes through our copyright validation, etc. $200 donors also get an embroidered polo shirt with everything else that was given to all the lower tiers as well. So I ask you so kindly to support us, and I'm going to put that link in there one more time. Support our trip to Chicago. Thank you so kindly. And to my, to my conservative brothers and sisters that, that, that I want to ask a favor because that's what I need to, I, that, I, I, I don't, don't take what I say at face value, but don't follow what too many right-wingers do. And that is just ignore the data because it is coming from somebody like me. Okay? I have no, there is no reason for me to not like you, I, in fact, I love all you guys. No kidding. I'm not just saying that to be nice. In fact, so much so that I've changed the way I am and entertain even the stuff that you say. Please, at least, respectfully, listen to what I'm saying. Verify it as well. But do it the right way. What I'm talking about isn't opinion. This is not opinion, Brother CSAC. Do I care about you? You're a farmer. You make this world go right. I'm going to speak directly to CSAC, but this applies to others as well, and I'm going to hold on for another minute. CSAC, you're a farmer. The, persons that are, the, the, the party that's most hurting you is the Republican Party. They are working on your 
own prejudices to have you deny what's best for you. Consider listening, brother. Consider not living in a cocoon of hurt. Consider, please, consider what's best for you and your family based on facts. My name is Egberto Willis. This is Politics Done Right. And you guys know how I end this baby. I am what? We spend a lot of time deconstructing the news, trying to, trying to parse it into a form that everybody can understand. We try to find those little nitpicks where uh, it goes, it flies above the fray, etc. If you really like these videos that we do, I want to ask a big favor. Please go ahead, number one, subscribe to our channel, and number two, please join if you can. Thank you so kindly for watching. Keep watching. Please remember to share. We must populate the entire internet with our progressive message, a message that we know is what most Americans say that they want. So help us please join.